Dang some rompers. Let's romp some dangers. Rob some rob some diggers. Let's ding dong with the sling slong. Ding dong with the slings. Jackie, did you not get I, the notes I'm from the writer? On, <laughs> the I'm writers. running on two hours of sleep. Let's go, baby. Let's, Let's go. Do this. All right. I'm ready to pass the <laughs> fuck out. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Well, so to- I I am going. <laughs> To start this off by saying, I think yes. these past these two episodes were kind of mid. I'm sorry. I think they're okay. They're okay. They're just like I. We said that. Oh, we're just gonna go for like one pair of episodes at a time, and I'm like, okay, well that makes more sense. And then like we did, the, we get like these episodes, which like they're I, not I think... terrible, but they really could have. They they really didn't feel that substantial. Sure. Well, Rip you're right, Gozu. Though that guy was a king. I, I yeah, awesome. yeah, the king of this podcast. Ultimate despair reprise and Dega Rumble recap. Go- <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn. Ultimate despair reprise. No, this is my. Sh- I am not. The, I'm where Jackie just takes over the show because I have been hijacked. I have been hijacked I... twice today. Twice today. I well, am. <laughs> I, I'm the captain now. Look at me. No, no you're. <laughs> Look at me. You're a reserve. Look into my eyes. Listen, you reserve this course. This is my gym. This no, is it's my gym. I'm the boss. You're not the boss anymore because we're on Ultimate Despair Reprise, a Dagarapa recap podcast going through the entire Dagarapa series. Don't flood the One Slinkiri. murder at a time. One murder at a time. I. I. Listen, well, actually, I, I think I, we got shut two up. murders this Just episode, shut up. so I don't know. Shut Kiri. up! <laughs> <laughs> I am the ultimate host, Kyrie Page. There will be order. I'm your ultimate fangirl, Jennifer Uncle. I uh, <laughs> I'm experiencing a great many things. I'm Jackie Platinum. <laughs> we are all currently experiencing a nervous breakdown as we discuss episode three. Of Danganronpa 3, Future Arc and Despair Arc. We're slowing it down a little bit. I think, although even though these were kind of mid, I think, like, as the series goes on, it tends to get, like, more dense. And I still think there's a lot of things to say about these episodes, but ostensibly, it is episode 3 of both series. Like I've said before, Crunchyroll has it, like, ordered correctly, but 
if you're following along at home with the Blu-rays or whatever, God help you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love to change the disc every between every episode. This, that's part of the impetus for us switching to one episode instead of like one episode of each instead of both. The other is that like if we do if, if you do two episodes of each, that is like let's see, that is a that is an hour and forty minutes of Dan Rampa, right. Which is weird because normally we do like half a chapter each, which those could be a well. At least in a video game, you get at least pause and just like I don't yeah, know, like walk for away. the video game, makes it's a little more. It's a little more like I yeah. Don't know, it's, it, games are designed for you to sit through like more time. I don't think like like I don't think shows are designed to be marathons. No. That's why everything on Netflix is like a failure. Uh huh. Stranger Things, which is like on its billionth season this time, and I don't know anybody who watches it. My, I, 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 I think I heard people at work occasionally like, talk about it, but then I look at the run times of each episode, and it's like, what? Why would you do this? He's could you imagine if we were doing a Stranger Things podcast and we're doing like a breakdown in an episode is an hour and a half long? Fuck that! Yo, I got pizza. Does anybody want? No, I'm good. <laughs> I just say, <laughs> yeah, you can have, you can have the, you can have the pizza, the za. We get we get the Za and Stranger Things. Oh man, it's just like the eighties. Yeah, exactly, right? Like I said, if we were doing like a fucking Stranger Things podcast, that'd be insufferable. Because well, it'd be like, oh man, the use of ego waffles in this scene was so effective, you guys. I, I will I, say I would, I would you I would be like ten times more intolerable. I would just straight up be like, This is the worst shit I've ever seen. I want to die. And that would just be every single episode for like 50 minutes. I stretch it out real long. I will say the length would not be a problem just because like people do movie podcasts all the damn time. It's just that the content of a Stranger Things episode would be insufferable to podcast through. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, it's, it's, it's like, listen, for all our like criticisms of Danganronpa as like a series or whatever, like at the least they're trying to like say something to a certain degree instead of i don't know hey man check out how cool the 80s was we had old dominoes designs word i i i i I remember kind of liking the first season of stranger things but it didn't really need any follow-ups that's the thing right i i think like that's that's the thing with a lot of works that drives me fucking insane is like everybody will make like a genuinely pretty decent you know, original work. Mm-hmm. And then they will go, you know what this needs? We need to make this into a franchise. We need to make another 10 seasons of this. We need to run this shit right into the ground. We need lore. And I think, <laughs> like, this is a thing Danganronpa actually does that I get on Danganronpa's ass for, mm-hmm. but I'm finding with this season, at least, the, the, the anime at least, which is like kind of about showing about the the things. It's like, I it's yeah. it's more tolerable. It's more tolerable, and I think this like. So the two episodes we watched, um, it certainly helps that the OP and ED of both shows is kind of they're kind of bangers. They're pretty they're, good. They're incre- every time. Like honestly, it's such a simple trick the the show does is that it just finds that perfect like moment to let you hang on it for just a moment and then dead or lie starts like playing in the background it builds up and then it jumps straight to the op it is i 
It reminds me a lot of Symphogear, I'm going to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. Symphogear does the same trick with, like, and a lot of shows do the same trick. I I feel like it was very effectively done in Symphogear, and Danganronpa yeah. almost seems to have the same timing down. I wonder what the staff overlap is. I keep, I keep finding myself, like, wondering, like, who worked on this? So, Lersh is the company that worked on Danganronpa um, 3. They did Kino's Journey. I don't think they have any overlap with um satellite yeah no i don't think so i I think i'm just experiencing a simple gear fan watching their second show getting a lot of simple gear vibes from this i think they toilet bound hanako-kun that's i like toilet bound hanako-kun yeah that was a that was a fun show they're really talented (laughs) okay okay all right uh roll it back a little bit toilet bound hanako-kun is about like it's a story about a girl who wanders into the boys' bathroom to find a ghost. Um, but the ghost is voiced by Mugumi Ogata, and they just kind of get into wacky adventures. It's charming. Like I'm massively oversimplifying and underselling it, but it's just helped that the actors in it are really charming and fun, and it has like a really distinct art style. Anyway. Okay, so I gotta ask, did you get into this for did you get into um Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun because Megumi Ogata was in it? Wait, we got into it because, like, I, I'm subscribed to an Apple Music playlist that just puts on the latest anime openings, and we heard that one, and was like, damn, oh this god, is kind of Jen. a banger. Really? Oh my god. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway. So. Uh, what's, the, what's the Apple playlist? Drop, drop the link. <laughs> so, <laughs> um so also this episode, how much success do you think toilet van hanukkah would find in the states if they marketed it as strangest things <laughs> i, I feel like, like that it's be- like are you saying that that they should like do the thing that they did in like the 80s with macross where it's yeah. like, oh this is robocheck you guys but instead oh this is stranger things to anime is just an adaptation of toilet bound Stra- i think that they should just change i think that they should like i think that it's a mistake to just be like stranger things stranger things too it should be like stranger things even stranger things strangest things some seriously weird shit <laughs> That would, you know what, that would require a certain amount of, like, willingness to, like, call your own premise, like, goofy, that I don't think the, like, people that American work on Netflix not shows... ready for that. I mean, season two was all about them fighting commies, so... <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. any... See, no. I don't understand how they go from, like, evil eldritch beings to, like, yeah, it's Russians. Because it's the 80s. <laughs> Do a like, lot of coke it's... and vote for Ronald Reagan. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess that is exactly the case. The mindset for executives hasn't really changed since the 80s, has it? No, it's like, and then you have all these people who are like nostalgic for the 80s, and it's they're like, like running, they're running all the TV shows. Yeah, they're it's like, all the- Ernest Klein is just, every, Ernest Klein got cloned like 20 fucking times, and he's just like in every executive board of uh-huh. every media company now. Who's like, Except man. for Danganronpa, he doesn't, Ernest Klein can't touch Danganronpa. If Ernest and- Klein touches Danganronpa, it's like when matter touches antimatter, he just fucking explodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the thing about, God, so this show, um, yeah. the third episode is, um, the, for future arc, basically, it, it not a ton happens, but I think two significant things certainly do happen. You have Makoto at one point, like, 
so we find out that Great Gozu is dead, and that sucks. I liked him. Rip to a king. Rip to a fucking king. This is the Great Who... Gozu memorial page. <laughs> yeah. Put, give us a like if you miss Great Gozu. F of the chat. Give for us Great a retweet Gozu. to bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tweet out like a picture. <laughs> They just tweet out a picture of Great Gozu and just put it on the Twitter and be like, retweet to bring him back. <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> Whenever your Great Gozu is not on screen, everybody should be asking, where's Great Gozu? <laughs> but we should so, yeah. Great Gozu should take over the Ultra Despair cast Twitter page. For like a week. That would, it's, that and would be all that. he should post is like, I am Great Gozu. For, and then like, leave, Pictures leave of the page Pictures. dead for a week. <laughs> Or pictures I, of him. Post the pic of him dead. No, no, no. Post pictures of him, like of like 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 of dudes working out. Say, great Gozu approved. <laughs> great, great Gozu is a bara connoisseur. I appreciate this read. Yeah. So I actually, do... speaking of dudes, um, mm-hmm. kind of rocking. What yeah. is uh, Munokata's fucking deal? Because he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he he's kind is. of an. Where did he get the samurai sword? So that was. Why the... does this man have a katana? <laughs> well, in the I think second uh, future arc episode, you find out that he has this weird like cane thing, this like pocket katana that folds out into the katana, and that's what he's been using so far. Um, that although... is gonna. That is that is like an extra. So here's the thing. As uh-huh. somebody who has had, um, who has had a weapon like that, um, yeah. I, I had a, um, I had like a, a John that like, f- that like flipped out. That is like a, that's an extreme wall hanger. That's how you like lose a finger is you flip that out and like the tip, because it's a telescoping tip just flies off and like breaks a window. Mutakata, Mutakata out here, like punching wall, punching holes into his wall with like the like the thing of the blade just like flying around. He's like, "Damn it, I'll never get that security deposit back." Munakata, Munakata mall ninja moments. I love- Munakata going to the mall, getting a samurai sword and going, "Yes, this bro, is this quality. samurai sword is was only twenty bucks." <laughs> I love how as soon as he wakes up, he's like, damn, they didn't kill me. They fucked up there. I would have been, if I were the killer, I would have killed me first. I actually kind of adore Munakata as a character because he is an asshole and the narrative is perfectly content to let that be in some ways. It's really refreshing. Yeah, because it's like, so, so many times, yeah. I was just going to say that, like, so many times, even in Danganronpa, they take characters who are just straight-up assholes occasionally and are trying to, like, you know, add, like... Trying to rehabilitate them. Sure. Because they did that with Byakuya, and that's the shit that drove me nuts about Byakuya, is Mm -hmm. how much he was, like, just a dick to everybody, and people were still like, oh, man, we need Byakuya for this. Byakuya, like, tell us what to do. And, like, for Munakata, the the contrast there is, uh, Munakata's a dick... And he's in charge, but he's not really in charge. He's got, like, one dude who actually listens to him, and everybody else is just like, man, yeah, Munakata's kind of a freak. Yeah, and, like, yeah, they're like, no, Munakata at this point is a liability. And the yeah. only person, and the only person who can really, like, level with him is, like, fucking Sakakura, the, the guy voiced with Shofukan, right? Like, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the punching guy, right? 
yes, great, uh, like, ulti- former Ultimate Boxer. So yeah. it's like, it's like they wake up together, like, so I really like this episode because, like, it focused so much on, like, um, Makoto and Asahina just kind of running away, and then the show very effortlessly like, gives you an idea of, like, here are the groups that everybody has kind of, like, fallen into, um, either by choice or by chance. And so Munakata, though, is, like I was saying earlier, he is framed as an asshole by the narrative, and the narrative is, like, not so much trying to rehabilitate him, but they actually do give him a little bit of depth. Because, yeah. like, the f- they- the final... They sorry. texture him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, cu- I cut you off there, but I do feel like I want to add to your point. Sure, um, go for it. They texture him while still retaining the fact that he is an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. there is no moment where they go, oh, yeah, no, Munakata's right. He's a he's a good boy. He's a smart boy. And you should respect him. They're like, nah, this dude's vile. But here's why he's like that. Yeah, and I appreciate well, that. That's that's something that Danganronpa hasn't been good at in the past. Um, and I think that this is like, it's really, it, this feels like, this feels more competently written uh, than most of, da- I don't want to say it's, it's most of Danganronpa, but it feels like, it's, it feels like they, like, they got, they hit their, they hit their stride, you know, like they know what they're doing now. They're focused, you yeah. know? Definitely the format helps with that. Like they, they mm. don't really have opportunities to meander. Um, this is like this kind of like. They have two seasons essentially airing at the same time, which I but like they have dedicated the time and space of those seasons to yeah. something, and they don't have time to fuck around and be like, oh yeah, you know, let's go do let's let us inexplicably cut to like you know the gang at the beach or something or whatever. Like, right? No, it's just, it's just a high tension situation. That they are all kind of dealing with and all kind of dealing with poorly. And Munakata in specific, I like a lot because after Makoto, so the the girl in like the wheelchair who speaks through uh, Monami. Yeah, Stephen Hawking. Yep. She reveals her G-code inexplicably, like not inexplicably, she like inadvertently reveals her G-code, right? Um. Yeah, it's very. Ex- it's actually very explicable. She didn't want to die, so she didn't right. turn right. Exactly, exactly. And then you have like Makoto and Asahina. They all share theirs with each other. And Makoto, being Makoto, is like, "Well, I found this AV system, or like I found this like intercom system." I will say Asahina's is very funny, being like, "Cannot take a punch or kick," and it's like, "Great, you're gonna die." Girl's by going episode. for a no damage run. <laughs> Asahina chose that. She, like, was looking at the skulls at the beginning of this run and did, like, one-hit kill. Yeah, she did, she did one-hit kill, uh, and you always gotta go grunt birthday party. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Asahina be playing, like, she's the real gamer. Asahina's know? gonna get to the end of this by holding a weapon in her hand, shifting her stance slightly, and then just, like... Fuck it, or the collision fucks up. It's just rockets right to the boss room. <laughs> rockets right into the control room. She's like, I'm in. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she deals with All the I had to do was wiggle the katana. It's super easy. <laughs> Mutakato, you punk ass. Why didn't you do that? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid asshole. Stupid asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> Boston Asahita. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, if Asahina was from Boston, this show would she be would want to go to Dunkin' all the time for the donuts. <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. It's a reference to people from Boston. They inexplicably love Dunkin' Donuts. Do they? She... Oh my god! I have a friend from Boston. I might have to ring him up and ask him. Ring up? Yeah, call him right now. <laughs> they call. Oh, him I can't. I haven't talked. In, I haven't talked to him in like five years. <laughs> it's like, hey man, I'm on this podcast. You want to? I'm on this podcast. What's your opinion on on Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> Yeah, but so Makoto does the like the intercom thing. He reveals his G code to everyone, and you know Kirigiri is like, yeah, that's that's Makoto, all right. He would totally pull off this kind of stunt. And then you have Munakata who approaches him. It basically lays bare that like Makoto's like ideology is bullshit. Munakata. Surprised you would face me without a weapon. I would only need one to fight. Things don't have to be this way, Munakata. Let's talk. We're comrades. There's no reason we shouldn't be able to hear each other out. That's what the Future Foundation is. We're all supposed to be on the same side here. You think your words have weight? The day isn't won on platitudes. You're impressive. I saw you on the broadcast, of course. And I'll be the first to admit, watching you hold your own was inspirational. Deeply. Yet for all that heroism, you only won because it was no more than a game. What are you saying? Our lives were on the line in there! And the rules were clear. Oh, I'll grant you the stakes were definitely high. But I defy anyone to argue the guidelines for survival were vague. Out here, things aren't so cut and dry. In the real world, there are no rules. Platitudes and a positive outlook aren't worth a damn. You don't know true despair. You don't know the hell we've put ourselves through to keep people alive. The real world is a very violent place. Enough to crush a man's spirit. Enough to drive him mad. You and your friends were hand-picked, kept alive, memories wiped. You had no clue. So you can talk, sure, but that is about the only thing you can do. That's not fair. You talk about platitudes? But so what? Hope has got to start somewhere, right? When the real world gets ugly, you power through. You believe and put it in words. It's how hope spreads, how you give it to others! You believe hollow words are really enough to make people act? Absolutely I do! And people will! Words are hollow sometimes, yeah, but they can always be filled in! A rare gift indeed, and if anyone's capable, it's you. In fact, I'm sure of it. Precisely the reason I can't allow you to escape! <gasps> What are you doing? I'm afraid you're simply too dangerous. Your hollow words might spur people forward, and heaven only knows to do what. Hope, what else? I don't think so. You're too naive. But people might listen. They'll take your side. They'll believe the world can actually be saved without bloodshed. But the world they're walking into will be hell itself. You'll lead them to despair. Believe what you want. For me, 
I believe what I say! Truth can stay a man's hand. Even now you make me doubt my resolve. But doubt alone won't stop me. If there is any truth in what you believe, let words do the fighting. Let's see your rhetoric stop my blade. I'm a different sort of man than you. I have faith in the virtue of power. Hope doesn't belong to those willing to die. It belongs to those willing to kill. And I will kill thousands if it means I vanquish despair. That is the strength of my conviction. That is the future I envision. Yes, a world without despair is a world worth fighting for. Keep your platitudes. I embrace the ugliness of what must be done. I am the true face of hope! How unfortunate. Too bad this wasn't a classroom trial. He's like, your ideology is stupid. I'm going to kill you with my sword. <laughs> Which is like, it's a great... I think Debate it's a gen- this. <laughs> it is genuinely great. Like yeah, what he says. Yeah, it does actually kind of rock. Where he says, can your words stop my blade? Like, that is... Like it one hundred percent will. The narrative will eventually, like, because of the way these stories tend to work, eventually the narrative will say Makoto is right, right? But in this show, they have actually given him a sort of intellectual, like, like they gave op- him somebody he can't talk, he can't debate club. Yeah, exactly. Like, Makoto debate club practice can't like can't solve the problem of a dude wants to kill you. I love how Murakata's even like, so the argument you're making here is convincing and that's why I can't allow you to live because people like you they'll listen to you and I don't want that so you're gonna die. <laughs> I I feel like Munakata should know that he was compromised from the start though because he does talk about how like oh you know you don't know despair we lived in despair you know, and it's like you're just like kind of a punk who thought who thinks that like you could solve everything by talking. And it's like it's like man, my man, my man, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, so the thing is, like, and this kind of happens in like despair side, in which you find out that like, um, Munakata Chisa and why do I keep forgetting his goddamn? Shizukai. I I've been Sakakura, right, boxer guy. Like the three of them have been trying to investigate Hope's Peak. They're like, man, some shady shit is going down, but the narrative is, like, by... So not only is the narrative taking advantage of the fact that, like, Danganronpa 2, the game, happens and hangs that sort of Damocles over, like, the existing cast that we're attached to, it uses the the future side to show that, like, like, Munakata, like, Sakakura, and, like, Chisa are technically correct. There is corruption within hope's peak or whatever but their method of dealing with it didn't work like they tried they tried to deal with the problem they tried to deal with it all on their own they fucked up super bad i mean sakakura is i mean it really does seem like he's he's gonna be responsible for uh hajime hinata becoming uh kamakura or at the very least pushing him over the edge and so in that way, when Munakata, um, when Munakata is like fucking threatening Makoto, having his blade out, and then just going over, man, you don't know the shit that we've been dealing with, and the, that Chisa is dead, like actually factually dead. You can't debate out of that one, idiot. Like, yeah, he's pissed. 
and he has a lot of like frustration and the narrative is willing to say coping and seething and molding he is l plus fucking ratio l plus ratio plus you are trying to kill me plus please stop (laughs) yeah and that would be at this point makoto's only defense he could try and talk him out of it but he's like like his like i want to see makoto dropkick him (laughs) fucking hell in a cell that man Avenged Great Gozu big time. He wrestled that bird. He like fucking... Yeah, yeah, we gotta establish... Yeah, yeah, Makoto beat the shit out of a crane when he was like five years old. He suplexed the flamingo. That that, that man is a fucking grade A bird fighter. Can we we go back... does not know bird jujitsu. Can we go back in time, send some like notes to like uh kodaka when he's writing this show it's like pay off the weird bird thing in daganrapa 3 by having him suplex munakata it's I, saying i, do think I he wrestled birds munakata while causing while cawing <laughs> or they like just... he does like a little bird call while munakata <laughs> the sword down and munakata's like what the fuck was that it just immediately like like the fucking karate kid like crane stance thing yeah he was learning from the oh, bird fuck, i just referenced <laughs> the 80s i yeah like <laughs> I just fucking reference uh, the 80s by, um, the stranger by podcast, things. like, prin- by my own principles on this podcast. I'm gonna have to commit seppuku live on air, okay? Okay, well, Kiri, while you, you commit seppuku... Second? I know you're, like, a good distance away, but you're gonna have to run yeah, over yeah. here real quick with Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. While I'm doing okay. that, Jed has a point. I, I like to think <laughs> that uh, during the suplex, like, immediately when Minakana makes contact with the ground... It just does, like, a flash of the crane in the background. <laughs> like a fucking Naruto flashback, where, yes. like, fucking Makoto is like, wait a minute, I remember this from my training, and you have, like, this giant- <laughs> Remember the fucking bird in the background? Remember the basics of CQC, Makoto. <laughs> where Makoto has a gun over the bird's head in a field of flowers- <laughs> <laughs> loyalty to your country or loyalty to me you have to choose <laughs> god but yeah like i I'm just loving like the bird lore that we've developed <laughs> more people need to get on that um... we... kodansha please give us access to danganronpa mm-hmm. please just like come up to us and be like let us write the most direct, fucked up danganronpa let us direct manga. danganronpa 4 let us direct danganronpa 4 <laughs> that would be put so us in fun. charge Meanwhile, what do y'all think of the ultimate pharmacist going ham this episode? She's cute. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it was alright. It was alright because I like I think it was cute that she had braces. I think that was pretty I think that was pretty funny. I love that her like it's implied that her big psychological hang up of like not showing her mouth is that she's embarrassed that she still wears braces and she's like in her twenties. Yeah, it's great. She's twenty two and she still has braces. <laughs> which is like such a funny like detail in a pretty emotional scene in which so the confectioner, the blacksmith, and the the pharmacist all walk into a bar, and this bar happens to be, like, a death game, and they're, like, talking about, like, man, there was some shit in these characters' past, and they are not dealing with it well, because they're in a- Girl is not coping. They're not coping, and that's the thing that I appreciate about the format of this show, being, like, this werewolf game that doesn't have the memory wipe aspect- because now it's like, I like Danganronpa. Obviously, I'm doing this fucking podcast in case you no, you like Danganronpa. Them. Get the fuck out of here. I know. I gotta just go. I just gotta go. But the thing that like 
I understand why you do it in the game, why you wipe everyone's memories and just kind of like work from there so that the character, the player has a chance to introduce every, like introduce themselves to everybody or whatever. But in this show, everybody has these pre-established relationships that are messy and not resolved and heightened by this scenario. And I think that is one of the things that this show is really effective at is that like, they show this history, they gesture towards it and how it violently erupts, and then, like, it's gonna hang there for a second until we get to the episodes that cover this in a little bit more detail. But I love that. I love it when the characters have a lot of shit and a lot of baggage that they're just not dealing oh, with properly. Oh, man, you love characters with a lot of shit. Well, do I have a guy named Nekamaru for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... I love the bit where Kimura just is like, okay, it's time to fight. And then she takes an entire bottle of pills and just fucking just downs it and then it. hulks it. Yep, and just hulks out. <laughs> and then I love that. That is like, not how pills work. <laughs> nope. But then the blacksmith, like, he fucking throws his, like, goddamn, like, like, he fucking throws from... a knife at her. Yeah, and she catches it with her teeth, and because of how strong her braces are, it she's is... able to chomp through it. Ah, oh, it's so good. I love that. Um, he throws the knife at her mid transformation too. Like because I just love, watched. I love, I just love that genre of like you know they are transforming and like it just cuts to the other guys and it's like you know what I'm gonna attack. I'm not waiting my turn. Yep. Um, I thought it was a decent scene. I do think that it was I it was like kind of overwrought a little bit, but like I is it. Is it more overwrought than De- Danganronpa tends to be overwrought? Or? No, like, that's the thing, though, is that it was a little overwrought, and I think maybe it could have been played a little more subtle. But also, it wasn't, like, it wasn't particularly offensive or anything. Like, it wasn't, like, it didn't, like, it wasn't, like, when I say, like, offensive, I mean, like, it wasn't, like, particularly poorly written or, like, you know, Narmi. And it fit into that kind of, like, you know, it fit. It fit. Like, it worked. It was fine. Like, it, they were, you know... It was a little goofy, a little wacky, and it didn't really expl- and it didn't really like lend itself as well to drama as maybe it would. But also, like that worked totally fine. Yeah, Danganronpa and is it- Danganronpa is a silly series. Like, and I think if you forget that it's a silly series, you set yourself up for a bad time. Right. Like, if nothing else, like this series, like this show, is still fully aware that its premise is ridiculous and plays into that and leans into that. But in a way, instead of like winking and nodding at it and saying, Oh, isn't this ridiculous? It's just more, you have a lot of characters being very like, she eats her vitamins and turns into the Hulk. It's fucking hilarious. It's really fucking funny, but also we have a blacksmith who's like, I would let, I will fight for the power of like, um, like love and delicious candy. The witch's candy. Like, he just fucking says that, like, he fucking says it straight face, too, which I love. Like, this dude is just, this dude is fucked up. Absolutely. He's, he's like, on some weird, like, public dog boy play shit. I don't want to see this. I feel (laughs) filthy whenever I see those two on screen. I'm like, I need them to leave. That's like, hate heterosexual couples. Get out of here. 
the real fucked up, like, sexual dynamics of the show laid bare with this puppy boy and her candy girl. Yeah, it's like, you people need to stop having nasty, freaky sex out in public. You gotta, like, go. You gotta go. I'm gonna bring out the spray bottle and the rolled up newspaper. I'm gonna get you. You wanna be a fucking dog boy? Let's fucking dog boy you. I'm gonna fucking house train this. I'm gonna fucking house train your ass. You put that shit away. But yeah. Then other than that, I think in this episode, it's mostly like they're still like they're still setting up some things or at the very least they are seeding like later plot points that aren't necessarily going to pay off right now. But if nothing else, like I do like the moments, like the kind of moment to moment sort of like pacing of the episode, I think worked for me. And again, I just like Munakata as a character just being a you know, fucking direct, like, just being a direct person, a person who is directly in competition or opposition to Makoto, but, like, it's just, it is just, they have relatively the same ideology, they just want to approach it in the different, in different ways, and that's what kind of causes their conflict. Like, Munakata just believe, is a realist, and is like, no, power is the only way to change the world. Word. I mean, there is a grain of truth to that, but also, like, Munakata is very obviously coping and seething and balding. Mm-hmm. And, um, you Almost know, he's also chill. balding. And yep. <laughs> man is, man is like, again, L plus ratio plus you are trying to kill me. <laughs> Get a screenshot of, like, the sword at Makoto's face, and that's, like, Makoto's, like, response to all this. Yeah, like. Um. I mean, to be fair, if you do, like, if you, that is, like, a traditional, um, in, in kendo, so when somebody is aiming for your head, a traditional guard is you go, uh, L plus ratio plus you are trying to kill me, and then they, then they have to stop the blade mid, uh, you know, mid arc, and they have to turn upon themselves because they have committed, because they have, like, fucked up big time. They fucked up big time They on got Twitter. ratioed. They, they got, got ratioed, dog, like, you can't, yeah, you can't it's like, oh, mid- from that. It's the power to ratio the president, you guys. That'll change things. Yeah, oh my god. Let me tell you. If you ratio the president, you become the president. It's like... it's like um, That's the new rule. It's like G-Gundam. Wait, G- wait, if you ratio the devil Gundam, you become the devil Gundam? <laughs> Is that what he did? Tomakashu tries to cancel soup, like, this Super like Asia on Twitter. This is like the episode, isn't it? <laughs> Was it eighty? So I thought it was I think G Gundam was eighty nine. I want to say. I th- no, I no, that was too early. Yeah, no, G Gundam was way... like ninety. You know, G Gundam was ninety nine. I'm, I'm, bra- I'm being brain dead. Nearly, nearly turn of the centuries. It was like the twentieth anniversary show. Oh, you know? it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Jen, any thoughts on the episode? Any thoughts um, on G Gundam, Jen? Yeah, what are your G Gundam thoughts first? <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Oh my god, don't say that. You're sick. <laughs> but your thoughts on the episode for the uh, future side before we talk about the spare side. It's alright. Like, it's... Um, I enjoyed watching the Ultimate Pharmacist Hulk out, and um, it's it's interesting to watch Mutakanda just be like, <laughs> yeah, you're convincing when you do your arguments, so I'm just gonna kill you to stop you from doing that. <laughs> and, uh... I guess I, I feel Peak like debating strat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the despair arc will have more to talk about personally. Yeah. 
I yeah. um so, I like so ahead. before we before we transition um Sure, sure. Um before we transition, um, get get some Muda, get Mudakata some HRT. Yeah, if Mudakata don't, don't had like... HRT, none of this would happen. <laughs> Post it. <laughs> I'm so, I'm gonna have to cut that out. We, we are. We might have to cut that joke. That might be a little over over the. That's line. a little PG little over the... Yeah, PG for yeah, PG for pretty partial. Good. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we have to keep that in. No, PG I'll just bleep it good. out. I'll... <laughs> I'll bleep it out. With oh like my birds. god! Yeah, you should you should bleep it out and put in like the you're too good at debating. I need to murder you line in there. But like, no, no, I'll do like birds. I don't know. I'll get in the editing booth and it'll be it'll you'll get be you'll make I'll some make... magic happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we before we uh, move on to part two for B part for B side. Um, yeah, really funny that Sakakura is just flinging chairs around now. Like, dude is <laughs> so... just dude is just out here. He punched Makoto, he punched Makoto once. He was like, "This was too easy. We need to make it hard. I need to kill this man. I need to kill this man with a stuffed animal, a chair. I need to become Jackie Chan Just in a ladder factory. Let's go." I was I was thinking more along the lines that like he's fucking just got signed to the WWE and he just showed up for his cage match with like a fucking chair to the back. Word. Yeah. Dude rocks. Dudes rock. Danganronpa. Dudes rock. Yeah, Rampa, <laughs> often abbreviated as DR. Also, it just translates directly to dudes rocking. This is a show yep. about dudes who rock and how they rock. And sometimes rocking coincides with sucking incredibly hard. So, the spare side. Um, we are on the B side, and the story has, you know... We had our episodes about, like... The opening of this episode is so okay. I, I, there was this like poisoned idea in the aughts of like, oh, if you have obvious visual like storytelling in your movie or in your show, you're just gonna get mocked for it because like, huh, that's like obvious visual metaphor, ding, you know, thing like, you know, something like that. But I genuinely like it when the episode opens. With Hajime looking at the school at the gate, and he just can't cross it. Like, he just can't, yeah. like... Like, it's good. It's powerful. He walks away from this, and you see the cast from two walking past him. Like, you... This the, man is the so viewer. miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, you, the viewer, know eventually he's going to, like, rally these people in a game that's going to happen. But in this moment... Hajime certainly doesn't know that. Nobody knows that. Dude's having a shit. In this moment, in this moment, he is like watching all these people having a great time and going, man, I got to go to my shitty school that sucks for losers. Mm -hmm. They have Hope's Peak. They have Hope's Peak. And then they have like Hope's Peak 2, the one where all the losers go. Like they just explicitly demarcated as the cut class. Like, yeah, like only this is the class that you go to when your partner gets fucked like right in front of you. The losers and idiots school, right? Yeah, like and, literally, literally, it is humiliation fetish, but for like academia. And you have this, like, so they introduce was it Natsuki? Uh, I think is her name or Natsumi? Uh, yeah, Natsumi. Natsumi. Yeah. So Natsumi, we are introduced to her. Like she was kind of teased at the end of the last episode, and you're like, "Hey, this is you know Natsumi um, Kuzuryu, who is you know it's Kuzuryu's younger sister." And she is a huge asshole. 
just right out the gate calling everybody trash and worthless and stupid and i don't like i don't actually belong here i belong in the main like main school yeah so as the hyoko liker as a resident hyoko liker i immediately was like she is she's blonde blonde and kind of a dick to everybody there she is my girl jen has a point she's right character right off the bat Right off the bat, if you play Danganronpa 2, you know where this is going, and they underline it by using the music from that uh, video game they play in Danganronpa 2, involving these school murders. So, yeah. yeah. Like, you immediately know, oh, she is going to die. She didn't even yeah. last an episode. <laughs> and somehow got, like, a more complete arc than some Danganronpa characters. Or at the very least, they use the tragedy of her arc cut short. Like yeah, she. I mean, she essentially is just like you know the Sayaka or the uh, like. Close oh to the Hyoko, like yeah, yeah Hyoko. She is. She is the Hyoko. Also, like she. Sure. I mean, she. She hits the same. Like she kind of speed runs those beats of like I. I'm an asshole. I'm emotionally vulnerable, and the reason I'm an asshole is because I have some want that is not fu- that is not fulfilled, and cannot be fulfilled unless the people in my life are honest with me and I am honest with them. But I can't do that because, uh, you know, my wants are very shameful for me. And then immediately, I have been murdered big time. (laughs) Which I think works a little better because in the game, you spend a long time with, like, with Hyoko, right? you 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 spend enough time with Hyoko to, like, get used to her, you know? And then... And, and then, then her death is get, just like, wow, that's fucked up. Especially when she had, in the last five minutes, the start of, a, like, a redemption. Like, it's it's similar, but it's like, it really is that, like, time span that kind of, like, yeah. works for a character like Natsumi, who, like, she has a lot of the same hang-ups, like, like I said. And she confides with Hinata, like, hey, man, I just, like, think I am you know, like, destined for greater things, and I'm not being given that. And then Hinata clumsily tries to impart the knowledge that Chiaki and Achisa have been trying to impart to him about, like, how talent isn't the only thing that matters, right? And he's clumsy, and he's bad at it, and kind of insulting on some level, but she, like, appreciates the gesture, nonetheless. Yeah. And just when you think she might be able to make a start... Again, the narrative is like already knows and tells you she is going to die. She is she going dies to big it. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think and... the person the way that her I'm sorry, Jen, uh, you were saying. No, go ahead. I think the um the way her death gets. I think the way the person who murdered her gets handled is like. I have mixed feelings on it because I feel mm. like she didn't really get any development. She or any sort of like yeah like there she isn't she kind of isn't a she's kind of a non-character and then she just kind of like she kills her and then like immediately dies off screen which i guess yeah. is fine i just think that like i would have appreciated if like we maybe got to know uh Saki? sato 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 if yeah we got to know like, sato a little more all we know is that she is um fucking uh, mihiro's like basically best friend from middle school and that they clearly have this connection. Mihiro, like, comes and eats lunch with her, you know, practically every day. And, but the problem is, like, 
I think, like, the problem with, like, Sato's character, and I agree, like, she could have gotten more development, but I'm not super mad about it because of the, again, compressed timescale of this show. Sometimes you gotta leave some details out for the audience to kind of fill in for themselves. But you never get the sense, maybe it's because we know Natsumi's, like, character, that she's, like, a lot of bluster. Like, I feel like she doesn't have, like, Sato should really have a super credible like it like natsumi's threat needs to be like sato does have like a scar on her arm that's implied to be from like natsumi coming at her Uh uh-huh which i like kind of get i feel like the way that that was revealed was pretty clumsy i detail needed to be there earlier yeah it needed to be there earlier and i think like i don't know i don't think that like because I think, like, the, 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 the bugbear here is that you don't want to run into, like, going, okay, well, her death is justifiable in any way. Mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously, no, she was just kind of killed in cold blood. Well, not in cold blood. She was killed basically as, like, a fuck-up. Like, right. somebody who was afraid of her attacked her with a, attacked her preemptively to protect somebody else who, you know, it, who did maybe did not want that. But, like, you know, it's just, it, it is just people with, like well-intentioned people making big time mistakes which i understand which i can understand and respect but also it's just a little the framing of it is a little is a little inexpert it, it's not it's it is not as well polished as i think they were as they like have been trying to go for rather you right know? yeah it, it, Jen, it, it's ahead. not as well polished and also that's a shame because i feel like this is maybe one of the most important moments of the entire season because like it's like kind in of this episode the whole show yeah. Uh, in this episode, two people have died, and Junko Enoshima is nowhere to be found. Like, she is not involved in these deaths at all, which tells you that, like, the way that Hope's Peak is structured, the way that its, like, culture works, even if she never showed up, it still has this darkness within it that causes people to, like, despair and murder each other and just tear each other apart. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Hope's Peak. Hope's Peak is like built on a not. It is it is built on cursed soil. It is an entirely non viable concept for a like business, and but, also like a school, just in general, like with the intention of teaching children. Because, so back to the point that I had said earlier about like yeah, Saka, like ah, uh, Suna, Suna Saka, ah, like who is what? she? No, no, the boxer. Boxer guy. Sakakura. Um, Sakakura. I'll learn this name eventually. Sakakura, Munakata, and Chisa, like, their whole thing is, like I said, they are revealed that they are investigating Cope's Peak, and they're like, oh man, there's some, like, shit going on in this school, but you get the idea that they're the type of people that are like, we gotta change it from the inside, right? Like, you have Munakata entering this, like, this is clearly the apex of their plan, to, like, get involved in the deep underbelly of Hope's Peak and then change it, right? Yeah. And that's not going to work at all. At all. And it's, like, I think that it's really good that the narrative has these three characters that are pretty central to this plot already kind of shown to be, like, no, they failed. And, like, shows that the rot is so deep that 
destruction really is kind of the only answer. Yeah, like in some ways. Shit was too bad. Shit was bad before any of these people came in, you know? And we'll get that in a little bit more detail when Junko eventually shows up, which I mean spoiler alert, she's going to show Yo, up. What? Junko's in this show? No way! <laughs> I know, it's crazy, but seriously, it really What the fuck? I thought this I, was the Juco-less show. It's Juco. It's not Juco free, baby. Oh, <laughs> also point out something interesting. Um, this is also the first episode in the spare arc where you get to see some bloodshed, and it is very specifically the pink Danganronpa blood. While everything that's been happening in the future arc has been normal red blood, like it's kind of like a visual signal to the audience into like this work that like no 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 Danganronpa is going to happen like that is a reality that you the audience and these characters are eventually going to have to fucking deal with and I like that I like that it's also pretty subtle too that the way they reveal this is Peko punching a wall so hard that her fist begins to bleed and you just see a little bit of pink blood it's real good. It's very effective. And also, I like... I really, really liked it. That a lot of, like, Hajime's, like, innate, like, sort of... Like, his sort of innate goodness is starting to, like, show shine through. Like, his, like want and desire to, like, investigate this problem and get to the bottom of it and try to help people. Or at least find the truth. Like, you get, you know, it's kind of funny that when he is being beat up by Sakakura. He's being beat up by Sakakura, and Sakakura is laying out this, like, super, like, thick ideology of, like, he is trash, he is garbage, he has no place in the main course or whatever. And by extension society, you hear him basically utter, Sorewachigaoyo, which is, you know... The fucking catchphrase of every yeah, like Danganronpa Dang- protagonist. That's the Danganronpa sentence. Yeah, and in a way, it's really effective that it's like he does not know it yet, but he is going to be like he is going to be the chance to be the hero at some point. He just doesn't know it, but you can see that like quality in him before the impotent, like before Danganronpa two happens. I like that sort of thing. Like, I think, like, Danganronpa 3 as a show does this, like, really good thing of, like, just using the opportunity to backfill stuff, but in a really, like, effective way. Yeah. It's a pretty solid, it's a pretty solid way to backfill things. Jen, did you have something, or? Oh, just, I'm not sure if this is better suited for, like, the end, but, like, this might be one of my favorite episodes for the the Sparrow arc specifically, and I'm kind of dreading what happens after the next episode, just because, like, at that point it kind of feels like the beginning of the end of what I enjoy about this particular arc. <laughs> right. I I still think there's a lot of good things to come, and I think that's exemplified in kind of two moments. Again, he's being, like, Hajime is being beat up by Sakakura, and then Chisa shows up and stops him, right? Yeah. And just, like, 
And it's sort of one of those things where, like, she tells him, hey, man, you went too far or whatever. But then, like, through the dialogue, you know, it is implied that, like, no, she's actually taking this teacher thing very seriously. And even though even though Hajime is not explicitly her student, the fact is she will still stick up for him because she is a teacher. And the purpose of teachers ostensibly in society is to protect and help children right yeah and she does that and that's like she's just a good character in that moment and a good person i i really like how um well rather a thing i've been thinking about with regards to uh or well i really like chisa I, i like chisa a lot i like how she steps in on things um I like that she's like they do the same joke or they they establish her like super speed as like sort of like a cartoon joke. But then they use it here to just be like, no, they use it to dramatic effect. They make you think for a moment that she could fight Sakakura and win. Which honestly, Sakakura would get his ass fucking smoked by Chisa any day of the week. She (laughs) died. She died in future arc first because she is the strongest. (laughs) <laughs> she would she yeah. would she would make great gozu look like perfect legend <laughs> get fucking get fucking 13 node live on stream god but yeah and i think that another thing with like the backfill with that sort of thing they really do such a great job of showing hajime's like descent into darkness or whatever where he has that big emotional basically it's his big emotional goodbye to Chiaki because you know earlier in the episode he's playing that video game with her and they're talking and she once again imparts to him like nah man like this talent shit like it's it's about memories it's about your bond it's about like people and he almost is there to really truly internalize that and accept that and then reality comes crushing in and forces him out of it and shows like it's like ugly side and that's what pushes him over the edge to be like man fuck it you know what if if this guy note this noted symbol of authority like yeah he's a school guard but he is dressed like a cop in this scene that if this authority figure, this adult, is telling me this is how the world works, well, fuck you and fuck that. I guess I'll just do what they want me to do so that I can participate in society, I guess. Hey, Hinata. Look, I picked up a new game for us to play. I can't. It's just I have to go somewhere today. Sorry, it's really important and I can't miss it. Okay. Hinata, wait! Yeah? What's up? I... Nothing. It was nothing. Nanami, are you making memories at Hope's Peak? Uh, I think so. Why? 
I want you to make a bunch of them for me. There's way more to you than just a super high school level gamer. Your character stats are off the charts. <laughs> well then, see you later. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Nanami, when I saw you, I wanted to be able to say, Hey, I have a talent. Look at this crazy thing I can do. I'm empty, though. I can't do anything. But you can take something empty and fill it. Gentlemen, the subject has decided to undergo the procedure. I'm not a fan. Ain't nothing good gonna come of cooking up artificial talent. Agreed. But what can we do about it now? Finally, you've come to a decision, boy. Yes. I've made my choice. I'll be their hope. The sad part about his, like, interaction with Chiaki, too, is that he basically says goodbye to her, like... I hope you keep making these memories. Like, he, he's, like, acknowledging that that's still a path for her, but he's closing himself off to that path. I yeah. I kind of like how pathetic it makes uh, Hajime look. And it's, like, because, mm -hmm. like, Hajime is, I don't want to say he's kind of cool for, like, being well-adjusted and trying to get other people to be well-adjusted, but when he's, like, you know, but, like, he's kind of objectively a punk-ass when he, like, says goodbye to her, like, he kind of is just like, you know what? The stupidest man in the world is right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, fall into darkness completely and become the devil. And it's like, right. no stupid, you are a teenager having an emotional problem. You have, you literally have your anchor right there. And she was like, let's play Xbox. <laughs> you literally turned down Gamer Girl GF for this. <laughs> but it's like and he also has that rejection earlier chisa offering him the handkerchief was like the last shred of like emotional support basically that he like that was the last moment of like a something vaguely resembling a support system literally reaching out to him and he rejects that yeah and is like i'm going to walk away from this because even yes Hajime is having a big emotional breakdown, and but the thing is, the structure of Hope's Peak was so ready and willing to accept that and exploit it. Oh yeah, I mean the entire, like, Hope's Peak is literally, like, the entire point of Hope's Peak is it's just like, oh yeah, what if there was a school that when you went to it, it caused you such, well, I mean, all school, if you go to it, is going to cause you, like, trauma and emotional damage, but what if there was a school that you went to it and, like, it just gave you the most emotional damage you've ever, you could possibly receive. What if something just turned all your dials to, like, you know, maximum, was just, like, and hit you with a hammer? And then said, hey, if you don't want to get hit by this hammer, let's do this fucked up experiment. What if you went to class every day and your teacher was low tier god? And he just did. And, then, and he just went on the, you should treat yourself now rant every day and that was your homeroom and that was your first period and that was second period and that was third period and he came up to you and he did it on lunch and, <laughs> and then, then so and then and fourth someone period comes... you get to hang out with chiaki so that's pretty all right but fifth period let me tell you 
Low tier God's right now, back now, at it. Now low tier God has like a hammer and he's hit breaking all your Notorious Rage Quitter, no low tier God comes in. Yeah, he's taking he takes your Xbox and smashes it. And it's <laughs> Yeah, that's Hope's Peak. He says, it You know like, what? You your life is worth nothing. <laughs> you are worth you are you your life is worth less than a summer ant. You should you should relax now. <laughs> exactly. You should and suffer despair now. And it's again to like what Jen had said earlier. This like divide, this strife is so present before Junko even shows up, and I really like that because that is the writers figuring out that I kind of like. I, 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 to build off that idea, I like that this implies that Junko is, like, not only not special, but she's not even, like, she's not the cause of any of this rot at all. She's just kind of a dickhead. And, mm-hmm. like, if Junko didn't exist, somebody would step up and be Junko anyway. Like, That's there seems like to be it... an acknowledge- Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, I was gesturing- Like, I was kind of gesturing towards that. It's like, all Junko really does- in the previous games, in 1 and 2, they've already kind of, like, implied that Junko did this thing that causes, like, super huge despair, right? And in a way, sometimes that, like... In a way she didn't. Sometimes, in a way she didn't, and also sometimes, like, the way they frame it in those previous games, it gives, like, the world of the work a sort of narrative out, right? It's like, oh... Yes, we were overtaken by despair or whatever, but it was all because of Junko Inoshima. And very smartly, the writers of the show were like, no, we cannot give Hope's Peak and the world that like created Hope's Peak an out against this. Yes, there will be a moment in which like Junko does eventually cause the, you know, biggest, greatest, most fucked up thing you've ever seen on the internet, whatever, right? <laughs> Three weird tricks to cause the great fuck-up thing. Three weird tricks to become a bear. She and she fucking... She becomes a bear. I turned myself into a bear, Morty. (laughs) Bear Junko. (laughs) She becomes bear Junko and crashes the stock market all by herself. You know? But, But the work is like, no, we have this opportunity to do this backfill to show that all Junko was really doing as the villain was just pushing over things that were already at the edge. She was yeah. just the she kind gentle of just, she shunk. was just kind of a, an obstinate cat, kind of just an <laughs> ill-behaved cat. An ill-behaved cat, like plopped right in front of a row of dominoes. Yeah, like, Jen, we should name our cat Juko Inoshima. Oh no! <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, but no, she she really was just like an ill-behaved cat in a in a room where there is a cup of water on every surface teetering like right on the edge and she's like oh boy i'm gonna smack everything and society says you really gotta put this glass of water on the edge of your desk if this glass of water is not on the edge of your desk you are worthless you are worth less than a summer ant (laughs) you're a stupid asshole you should succumb to despair now you're a stupid asshole if you don't put this glass of water on the edge of your desk with super valuable papers that if they get wet, it destroys everything. All your finances are now tied up in these papers that are under the, like, fucking desk that are by Good the time. precipice of... Yeah, and if it falls over, well, 
That's how it works. And Juko is like, hell Juko's yeah, like, oh, what, if, what would happen if I just push this? And she did. <laughs> and like... a lot happens if you push that, as it turns out. Yep. You should keep the nuclear <laughs> launch codes just, like, right out in the open. <laughs> exactly. But it, the football, if you get water on the football... You should you just pass the football <laughs> back and forth like an actual football. <laughs> exactly. Joe Biden would do that. Joe Biden would. He'd be like, all right, brother, I'm just going to throw this to you. Oh, my God. You know, I just had like, I am. Wait. So, so. Ultimate Despair. uh, Sorry, not Ultimate Despair Prize. Ultimate Despair Prize did not take place in 2016. It took place in 2019. No. Um, But, but Diana Rampa 3 took place in 20, uh, rather is, uh, was, came out in 2016, right? Was it before or after the election? Because I, f- I really feel like when hold on when did the episode air? Hold on, um, July fourteenth, twenty sixteen okay. is the first episode of Despair. Arc. God, so when I does, gotta ask: Did they do, do they ever show the American the fi- president in in Danganronpa? Because I will become <laughs> it w- genuinely insanely funny if I have if I see like Donald Trump in the fucking Danganronpa art style unfortunately unfortunately like unfortunately by the show this air by the show by the time this show would come to air I heard about all these kids killing each other Barack Obama Barack Obama would be the president would be its own kind of funny thing if Barack Obama was like his tagline was like hope change you can believe in Makoto being like, being like I voted that's for my Obama. guy. God, imagine voting for imagine if Makoto voted for Obama. Junko Onoshima is like that because she voted for Obama in 08. <laughs> she was like, this guy's gonna really change things, and then he didn't. And she's like, okay, I'm gonna start killing Fuck people. This. <laughs> All right then, Ted Kaczynski okay. factkin. <laughs> Let's go. All right, I think that. Jed, do you have any other thoughts on uh, Despair Side? I was just going to add to that by mentioning Danganronpa V3's localization happened after the 2016 election, and you'll be able to tell that when we play that game. Oh my god. Uh, this Ryan is either going to be fuck. kind of funny or like the least funny thing to ever happen in fiction. There is no middle ground. He's going to rock or suck for me. I am, I am, Schrod- I am like... I am like a groundhog Wait, about to come out of the hole. Hold on, I just I'm like Jackie, shut Phil. up, shut up, shut up! I'm just having a huge revelation. Is this is Danganronpa the only visual novel series that never uses Schrodinger's cat <gasps> as a narrative device? Wait, no, I actually, um, I think, I think, I think it's it's when, gotta no, have, no, no, it must when, have used Schrodinger's cat. It must like it have, uses right? locked, it uses locked room mysteries and stuff like that, but that's not Schrodinger's cat. Oh, it, they yeah, do not. There's no locked room mystery where it's a question of whether the person's alive or dead. Right, because they're always dead. Because of the... Oh my god, Jed, we found we, it! We found the first we visual novel it. that doesn't use Schrodinger's cat. I, the, oh man, they're gonna be, this is going to be a hard contest titling this episode. <laughs> we have hit so many revelations. This is god. the Scarecast revelation. Yep. Danganronpa revelations. <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta get we gotta get the fuck out of here is all there right. anything else to say about these episodes I, I think i've gone mentally ill <laughs> <laughs> i think i've gotten through all my notes let me let me double check if i've gotten through all my notes um da, 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 da. yeah like i said after this we're gonna have one more good despair cast episode before to my memory at least 
this arc gets to the point it's like i'm not having fun here well oh, shit, I mean, things we'll are gonna st- fall apart after the next episode to be fair things falling apart after the next episode is like three episodes <laughs> before i expected things to f- or three episodes <laughs> after i expected things to fall apart but so. you know what i think i think we'll still have fun recording the episodes because i have fun recording this whack-ass goofy podcast yeah. which you can follow on twitter at you on twitter.com Sorry, Jackie, did you have anything else to say? What? I think um, we're good. I, I think um, they should give uh, Monokuma a gun. You've done that joke! Oh, I have done that joke. They should give Monokuma, like a, they should give like Monokuma a second season, gun. Like a season or two ago. I think for season three, they should give Monokuma a third gun. <laughs> he wields it, he wields it in his mouth like Zoro. <laughs> or from from One Piece, not from actual Zoro. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would yeah. be kind of sick. I don't know how you'd shoot it without uh, busting all your teeth out, but like we could. That's how strong Zoro is. That's, he, yeah, like, that's how strong his... he shoots yeah, his katana. katana. <laughs> he shoots his gun katana. God, I love to shoot God. my gun katana all the time. Anyway, you despaircast on twitter.com. Jen, tell the people where we can, they can find you on the dang internet. Okay, you can find me at jbu3 on Twitter. Uh, most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. You can also find my narrative gaming book club podcast, Novel Not New, a trend podcast at readinggames.online. We just did Shenmue 3, and next we're covering the sequel to AI, The Somnium Files. So oh, is that out yet? Like, um, next week. Oh! Next week, that's right. Oh! Well, by, so probably by the time this episode comes out, that game will be out, and you'll have chances to prep for that. But the Spike Chunsoft curse continues on multiple podcasts. You can find me uh, at Kyrie A. Page on Twitter.com. Uh, much like Jen, my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com. I just published probably, like, a couple, again, a couple weeks ago at this point, one of the most complicated podcasts I've ever put together. I'm really proud of it. Embers of War, episode zero. That that was sick. Love doing that. Go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia for more info, or just scanlinemedia.com to check that out and any other podcasts that we have on our feed. Uh, you can find me, um, in your house, I live in your walls. Oh um, my god, Jackie, there you are! There I the am! I'm getting oh my you. god. I'm going to oh, get you. Ah, ah, ah. Um, my Twitter is Chairman Mao. Um, that's, you know, with a U at the end. Like, yeah. I know it's a U. Um, my Twitch is, uh, it is, I'm strangling Kiri right now, big time. Uh, that's not my Twitch, but my Twitch is uh, your lizard friend. <laughs> Um, I stream I stream games fairly regularly, and I uh, am also writing. I'm making an RPG, and I am I stream dev streams on that occasionally, playtests and whatnot. Um, I yeah. am saving up for a VTuber avatar. If you could send me money so I can make so I can commission one, um, I will. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I I don't think I could give you like a big kiss, but like emotionally, <laughs> I, I emotionally I am actually giving you a big a big kiss on the, the emotion the emotional big kiss on the cheek yeah the emotional like when an anime girl just like glomps you <laughs> i'm so glad i am so glad that like i bring like, the convention yaoi culture paddle. that convention culture has moved past glomping and yaoi paddles thank <laughs> fucking god because like people um, would just 
over familiarity with strangers was like such a bit is such a big problem in like still in like anime video get like nerd fandoms and shit yeah like and it's it's nice that it's like kind of just quarantine to weirdos and online spaces only but like yeah it really did be like you know 10 15 years ago you'd be minding your own business dressed like sasuke or whatever and a girl would just running tackle you and it would just be like thanks great yeah my thanks, spine thanks. is like I, in two pieces now i'm just trying to buy like ostatake owen dom of my DS. brother in christ this, like... i'm just trying to buy gay porn and then this 15 year old comes up and tackles this me 15 like a year old one. is going to fucking hit me like a semi flip me in the air and isekai me into actual hell <laughs> isekai where like a, a teenage girl kills you at an anime con and you're just in a world of like okay actually BL. that would be really that honestly that, that would be a really funny start to an isekai is like an innocent truck driver is just on break and like <laughs> A 15-year-old girl just barrels into him. <laughs> because they think he, it's like, oh my god, you're like the guy! Oh and my he god, like, you look like whatever, you, you look like you the look dude like, from Attack on Titan. I'm you going look like to, a I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's him with the yaoi pedal. It's him with the yaoi pedal like e- like <laughs> fatal ass tap syndrome. <laughs> We gotta go. We gotta there. go. Okay, yeah, we're done yeah. with this episode. Let's we're done. We're done. I've been Kyrie. I've been Jennifer. I've been losing my fucking mind. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> fucking class dismissed. Oh. See ya. Peace. So big.